This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to BXB Bronx Baseball Podcast. K-Mac and C-Mac, Keith McPherson and Chris McMonagle. Coming to you today, Tuesday, June 27th, after a great homestand. Surprise! The Yankees figured it out without Judge. Surprise! The Yankees can win games without Aaron Judge. Surprise, they win back-to-back series at home. They take two from the Mariners. They take two from the Rangers. Now they hit the road. What's up, C-Mac? How you feeling? Good. I'm feeling good. Like you said, that was, you know, listen, we can get on them. The offense still not scoring runs, but they just took a nice homestand and capped it off with a series win against the first-place team in the West and one of the hotter teams and shut down an offense that, you know, has been one of the betters in baseball. And, you know, John Flaherty, if you watch the broadcast, couldn't stop talking about how great they are. So, I mean, we, we know how great this Texas lineup is. Their, their batting averages, they put the ball in play, the strikeouts, one through nine. And this Yankee pitching staff did, even in the loss, honestly, this Yankee pitching staff did a wonderful job all, all this series. And like you mentioned, without Judge looking forward, that's probably how they're going to have to win most of their games. The offense can come through here and there. You're hoping that you're starting to see some things turn. Rizzo getting better. Hopefully Stanton with a big hit, he can start turning it around. But mainly, they're going to have to do this on pitching. And so for that reason, to shut down that offense and take two out of three against Texas, I'm feeling good heading to Oakland. They should. This is a team they should beat. Hopefully get on a little bit of a streak here. Uh, I, I thought the last this last six games against Seattle and uh, Texas really should make you feel good as a Yankee fan. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I feel like we all needed that. We all needed yeah. to win at home after being swept by the Red Sox, after Brian Cashman spoke to the media, after Hal Steinbrenner went on Michael Kay's show, yep. after Aaron Boone did his appearance on Talking Yanks. There was just this like feeling that things were going wrong, but yet the organization wasn't panicking and the fans were overreacting or panicking mm-hmm. and winning cures all. So um, let's go back. I, I forget when we last recorded, um, but I feel like we didn't speak on the the Mariners series, or I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought we did. I think we did. The last one was leading into the uh, 
the final game the Rangers of the Mariners. series. Yeah. Okay, so after we talked the Yankees, about the after the Yankees complete that last game, which Domingo Herman is in one right now, his last two starts have been terrible. Yeah. Um, after the Yankees get absolutely smoked, blown out, they open up the series against the Rangers and they lose in ten innings. And uh, you know that was a game that I feel like they should have had. Yeah. And there's a couple things from that game that I guess we'll speak on quickly. The you know I didn't I didn't send a single tweet out during that game because I'm watching that game and I just you know there was so many like little things like Clark Schmidt he pitched well. I mean he gave up six hits, but this guy I feel like we need to give more credit to for turning his season around. There were fans that wanted him sent. There were fans that didn't want him uh, getting starts in the beginning of the year, and he got in the lab and he figured out what to do and what not to do, and he's been good, but. The Yankees don't necessarily put up too many runs for him. So in this game, they score one in the one in the second, one in the eighth, and it's not enough. You got IKF calling himself out at second yeah. base. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you look at the lineup, the biggest story out of that, that lineup in that game, right, the pinch hits. And yeah. uh, Billy McKinney had been one of the Yankees' hotter hitters, a hit mm-hmm. in like every single game on base in every single game. And that was the last time we actually saw Josh Donaldson. So uh, yep. well, first we'll start with IKF. IKF was coming off of his Shohei Otani performance, right. pitching and hitting a home run in the blowout. So then the Yankees give him, I guess, you know, an opportunity to play the next day. They reward him for that. They put him in center field. Ball drops in front of him. He also steals second. Hears he's out, takes himself yeah. out of the game. Uh, what were you thinking watching IKF? Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want to bag on the guy after you yeah. know him being the only one that cared the night before, but he's got to be better. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of angles. I mean, we've talked about it. The idea of really having no depth at the outfield position where you're playing guys out of position. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as great as IKF has been, and as positive it's been, his his ability to play outfield. He's not an outfield. He's not an outfielder. And that ball is in the air way too long to let it drop. Then he runs past it and allows the runner to move up a base. Then he's, he, he inexplicably walks off the base. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I, I've never seen a guy called safe and disagree and walk off the base. Like, And that's pretty much what he had it in his head that he was out because he knew he was out, and they would have challenged it, but make him challenge it. Never so, do a, a, that. You're, you're, never, no, you you never base, just give you up. stand on the base and yeah. pretend. You even say, hey, go yeah. review that. I'm saying. Even if he's called out in today's baseball, <laughs> you stay on the base. Like yeah. we see it over and over again. Guys are called out. They stand and they don't want to move. No, no, you look at it. Look at it. Everyone goes like that Incredible. because they, I've not. And if you're called safe, you certainly don't walk off the base. So, I mean, the outfield play that it was a tough night for IKF, who has been good. But you know what? We're finding out his role is a bench role and he's suited for it. And that's why he can't be your, you know, center fielder for most nights. It happens occasionally. You're still waiting for Judge back. Maybe Stanton can start playing the outfield a little bit. Even Bowers really isn't a very good outfielder. He's made the occasional great play that's opened your eyes. But on a on a base by a uh, you know ball by ball fly ball by fly, fly ball basis, you don't have a lot of confidence uh, in him making big plays. So that's been a, a lingering problem. And you got to the the the. Donaldson comment, which now that's kind of a talking point here. Boone's late 17 minutes to a press conference. They're talking to Josh. Josh didn't play the entire series, but he's going to play a lot moving forward. Like that's been a thought process. And I, I, I must be the only guy in America and only Yankee fan. I didn't have a problem with pinch hitting um, Donaldson there. I know he's hitting 127, 
but he's got six home runs and 60 at-bats. He's hitting a home run every 10 at-bats. The one thing he has done since coming back, I think he's got like eight hits and six of them are home runs. So he's come through with home runs, down two runs. After King gives up a home run again, he's killing them. He ends up getting a save later on in the series, but he comes in and gives up a, a first pitch, get me over slider that gets hit 400 feet. And you're down two runs with one out. McKinney's been good. If you're down one run, I don't pinch hit him because you're looking to start a rally, get a base hit, score a run. You're down two runs with one out, bottom of the order coming up, or you know, uh, you know, the the a lineup that can't hit. I'm looking for the home run there. And you're looking to spark Donaldson because they are gonna play him. So I know everyone's up in arms about that. You pinch hit a 127 hitter for your best what is considered your best hitter right now, which is amazing enough, but true. But it's lefty against lefty. Donaldson has hit home runs. You're trying to spark something. I don't. That's not why they lost. I don't think it's as egregious as many Yankee fans do. But whenever you hit a 127 hitter that everyone hates and can't stand, you're going to get some blowback for it. And then to follow it up with not playing him again the rest of the series, it's puzzling, which I think makes sense too because he's getting booed every time he steps on the field. I think go. they wanted to give him a couple nights off, get him away from Yankee Stadium. Hopefully he goes to Oakland where they have a terrible pitching staff and he gets a couple of hits, you know, maybe hits a home run, starts to look a little bit more like himself. Former and then Oakland the ne- a, you know, former Oakland A, comfortable in that stadium. Maybe he comes back to the Bronx on a little bit of a hot streak. At, at all, but it's getting to the point now where it's either he has to get hot in the next week or two, or he's not going to be a member of the team. There's just no, there's no doubt about it. They can't continue to hold on to a guy who's hitting 127 and brings the vibes of the stadium, brings the vibe of the team, just everything down. Similar to Hicks, where the emotion of the team, the you could feel the tension in the ballpark when he comes up to the plate. Like that, it's just not good for the psyche of the team. So a decision's going to have to be made soon on him. Yeah, it was uh, Derek Jeter, Captain America, bobblehead night. I think like 43,000 plus in the stands and uh, the boo birds are out and he's the new whipping boy. And when they pinch hit Josh Donaldson, the stadium yeah. just gets this energy like everybody's on edge. So I, I won't say that was the nail in the coffin for him, but it definitely was turning a page on him. Right. Yeah, um, I, I understand looking for the home run. I don't understand, um, you know, taking out your best hitter a guy that already had, I think, an RBI in that game. Yeah, but I, I, I do it. understand the thinking. I do understand the thinking. Hey, if yeah. he gets a hold of one, that could be the decision to win the game. But when he strikes out and the way that he struck out on that pitch inside, like, yep. it just it, it just looked pathetic. It and did. then that, that gets the fans that are out there on a Friday night, um, 10 beers deep at that point, yeah. to boo and this guy sucks. And it just changes the energy. Uh, the Yankees make Dane Dunning look like Cy Young. And, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that that was part of it, too. I mean, the double plays he was able to get into. Uh, uh, he got into jams a couple of times. Like, even the inning where they scored runs, it was they have second and third, nobody out, and it's three little meat ground balls. One of them happens to score a run, but it, he was out of the he was out of that jam on three pitches. He threw three consecutive soft ground balls. One of them happened to be good enough to score a run, got past the pitcher. But the Yankees in that game, and really this offense, I mean, they win one nothing the next day. Like the offense, they they come up and score a you know five to get past a, a shaky cold start in the third game, but. You watch this offense, it's still not – you don't feel better about the offense even though they won two out of three. You take the two wins, you say it's against a good team, you're pitching fantastic, and you feel good about the th- the team overall because every win you can steal without judge feels like just that, a steal of a victory. But the offense is still in a way. They look terrible that night. They only score one run on the McKinney home run the next night. This offense 
the same culprits still need to step up and do a whole lot more. McKinney can't be the best hitter if they want to win. We can get upset that they pinch hit for him. We can call him the best hitter in the lineup. That's all true at the moment. They're not going to get very far, and they're not going to do much, even in the short term, if Billy McKinney is their best hitter. So things need to change. K-Mac, C-Mac, we need B-Mac on this pod. We got to talk to B-Mac yeah, 2.0. Yeah, we do. That's, that's what I've been calling the guy. B-Mac 2.0, his second tour. Hey, good for him. He's he's fighting to try and, and stick around and stay this time. Uh, let's move on to the second game, which he was the hero of that game. Luis Severino comes out there, and Luis Severino needs to show us that he can still do it, that he can still hold it down against a lineup like that. I was afraid. I was very scared. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually put in a couple bets for, like, Corey yeah. Seager to homer, Marcus Simeon to homer, Adam yeah. Garcia. I'm like, hey, this could be one of those games. Like, we saw him against the White Sox lineup, the Dodgers lineup. Sure. If he doesn't have it, this could get ugly. But Severino has locked back in. Yeah. Severino did have it. Severino looked a lot better. And all it took was one solo shot from Billy McKinney to the bleachers yep. to win that game. Any thoughts on the second game? Uh, yeah. To bounce back from obviously a blowout and then a 10th inning extra innings loss, which like is demoralizing back to back. Yep. Uh, to come out on a Saturday and win that game one nothing. They were able to yep. play Frank and sing in the Bronx and things were OK going into the rubber match. Severino is one of those guys where it is easy to tell what kind of day it's going to be. Yeah. An in, a right inning away. in, a couple of pitches in. I think it was the second fastball he threw was 98 miles an hour. And I said, OK. If he's at night, the difference between him at 98, 99 and 94, 95 yep. is a, a a world of difference. Some pitchers, it's not like that. They can figure out their secondary stuff. He plays off that high rising 99 mile an hour fastball at the top of the zone. And if he doesn't have that, you're in for a long day with Severino. So it's clear to see. And he was throwing that pitch 97 to 99 all day. You could tell by the swings. They were late on it. They weren't getting a good look at it. And if he's confident in his fastball, everything else plays off of that. And so he, he looked so much better, so much more confident. The, 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 the body language on the mound, everything. So hopefully it's just that he went through some sort of dead arm period coming off a long layoff off the injury. And it took a couple of starts to get his arm back into shape because if he's throwing 99, I, all it takes is two fastballs, and I go, I think Severino's going to be good today. So, I mean, and moving forward, it could be the kind of thing where if he's at 94, 95, get him the hell out of there because you know the kind of day you're in for. But I thought he looked great, again, against a very good lineup to hold them down like this. Uh, I thought it was his best start of the year, and as big a positive as we've taken out of this homestand should be the way Severino looked against Texas. I think that's as big a, as big a – a thing that happened over the course of these six games and particularly the three games in Texas. Uh, the most important thing to me is Severino became Severino, because if you look at it, this team's going to have to win with pitching. And even in the postseason, you know, if they're lucky enough to get there, which I still think they would do, you know, this team has had a tendency of not scoring runs. You need great pitching. And hopefully we've gotten good news on Rodon. You know, Cole's, you know, going to be Cole for the most part. You need that third guy. And I'm not sure it's Cortez right now. I'm not sure it's Herman. I like what Clark Schmidt is doing, but I'm not sure it's him. We're looking for Severino to be that third stud. And when he throws 99 miles an hour, he is. And we saw it on Saturday. And I think that's as big a takeaway from these three games as there is to be had. So that's really the main thing for me on the Saturday game. Yes, sir. Tommy Canely comes in for an Looks inning, great. does what he's got to do. He's he's made a um, world of difference in that bullpen, too, adding another guy you can trust. It's He's been really good. 
I mean, a Tommy Canely, to even have – I know that's one of the only moves that was made in the right. offseason, and yeah. he, started, he started the season on the IL, but even to have him as a veteran presence that is unflappable, like he's not phased. He doesn't go yeah. out there and look like – no offense to my boy Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. He has he his moments. His second, yeah. his second save, but Ronnie always looks like he's scared. He always yeah. looks like he's afraid of what's going to happen next. It's funny yeah. because – he went to Tom's River North, and they're the Tom's River North Mariners, and they have this big rock outside of their football stadium that says rock solid. That's like their, like, That's rally their thing, cry. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. like their thing. And he's been anything but rock solid. But he figured it out on Saturday to get the mm-hmm. save, and it's good to get him right. It's good to get King right. Um, it's good for John Carlos Stan to get just a single, right? Yeah. Because just seeing it, just getting yeah. a knock, just – Getting the fans to cheer you and not boo you, mm-hmm. it carries over into the third game, the rubber match, which the Yankees needed. I joked last night on the fan, and I said I had a, a redo of Father's Day on Sunday because <laughs> they ruined Father's Day in Fenway. Right. But I had a great time watching them play on Sunday, Cole Day, which, talking about Garrett Cole, he hasn't had his best stuff. He opened up the homestand. He closed the homestand as far as being the starting pitcher in game one of the the Mariners series and game three of the Texas Rangers series. Neither one of his starts. Did he have his a game? Did he have his best stuff? Didn't matter because when it's they cold win both day, teams. Yep. the Yankees go out there and know they're going to win when it's cold day. They're not going into that game thinking, Hey, we could potentially lose this one. And I feel like the bullpen knows that. And the lineup knows that. And the Yankees were able to score five, count them five hmm. runs. That's a lot right now for it a team like without it. judge. And they did it without the homer. They did it with doubles. They did it without hitting yeah. the ball out of the park. And yeah. they fought back, right? There was um, there was that second inning where Texas goes up 3 nothing, and you're like, oh, here we go. They yep. can only score three runs. This game could be over. But they immediately answer back because they just do that for Garrett Cole. And they fight through that game into the eighth inning and put up three. And it's like, yes. That's where, like, that's 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 where it has to be. Bader, yeah. um, Stanton, and and these guys n- not willing to lay down uh, with the rubber match in the series on the line, trying to have a happy flight. I was very, very pleased with their fight, with their compete, their TWTW, their will to win. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think you nailed it. And how how important is Bader to this team it, it's it's clear as day and I mean and that was really a subject we didn't talk about we mentioned IKF's poor play you know the Yankees give Bader a day off in that first game you know coming back from injury and, you, and it's just like that that not to interrupt you but it's yeah, a yeah. question for the podcast do you think yeah. that day off was more for his hamstring recovery and rest yeah. or rewarding IKF for him getting off the bench and not letting the Yankees be shut out and pitching again. Like, that's where I was stuck between. I'm like, is yeah. Bader – are they being cautious with Bader, this hamstring and him coming back? So they're resting him because, to me, he's got to be out there every day. 100% agree. He is arguably one of the best center fielders we've seen yeah. play Yankee Stadium. Yeah. He has to be out there every day. You can't have balls dropping I in like we saw. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying with rewarding IKF. I, I think it's more of just easing – 
uh, Bader back after having a hamstring injury. It's what they do. If this if this were a standalone thing, I'd say maybe it was rewarding IKF. This is how they handle guys coming back from injuries. This is what they do. And right now, and this was my biggest problem with the game. I you know I was on that night. A lot more people were upset about the pinch hit. To me, that wasn't as important as Bader needs to play. Right now, without Judge, you have to play your best players. We talked about the bullpen decisions. You have to be willing to push the bullpen. You have to play your best team right now. I know it's June. I know they're eight games over 500. I know they're still in the playoff spot or in the playoff hunt. The season's not going to end, even if they have a bad series in Oakland. The season's not over. But at the same time, without Judge, you have to put your best foot forward. And he is so vital to this team and the not only the defense, but the clutch hitting. Um, and just the, the presence, it, the, it, it was a, immediately felt the first time he came back when he came back to the Tampa Bay series. He's a he spark is, plug. It's not the same level as Judge, clearly, but he is someone where you feel the Yankees are different when he's in center field it, and he's in the middle of the lineup. Even if it's sixth or seventh, you feel better with Bader on this team. I think he's been a huge positive. I think he brings that energy. I think they know everything's going to be caught out there in center field. I think they think he's going to put a good at bat, especially against lefties. He's killing lefties. He's just someone who needs to play every single night. It's just it, it's what has to be. And you can feel his presence on the team. They are a better team. They are a noticeably just forget the numbers. You They are to the eye test. They are a better, more balanced, more energy team with him out there. So he's very important. He comes through with the big hit in game three. He's got to be someone who plays every day. And he, you, you may, I, I can't, I mean, you have to go back to Bernie Williams. I know, uh, you know, we all love Gardner and he played a decent center field. There was a time maybe for a year where Hicks was an excellent center fielder, but I mean, this guy's special. He's, he's special His out footwork, there. The way he, he sees the ball, tracks the ball. He's camped <laughs> out under all those balls, balls that when they come off the bat, you're like, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. When you get to when the camera gets to him and you get to center field, yeah. he's like he's like two step and he's like karaoke and it, he's like shuffling yeah. under the ball. I've I've never and I'm not saying he's the greatest center fielder I've ever seen. I mean, but I, you watch Andrew Jones, you watch Ken Griffey. We've seen these guys play. I don't ever remember anyone running backwards and sideways to round the ball the way he does. I've never seen anything like it. He's he's. He's always in position. Like you said, it's just everything looks easy. He, he very rarely makes the spectacular play because he doesn't need to. Like it's he's something really special and he's an important piece of this team. And I, I we need him to stay healthy. Uh, and, you know, the team just feels different. So he's got to be out there, especially now without judge. He's just he's one of the guys who obviously make a difference. You can't sit difference makers when your best players on the AIL. We don't know how long. And that was the other thing that happened uh, over the course of this series, where I think the last time we talked, we were making jokes about Judge being in the pool, working on his balance. But even while we joked, the news was sort of positive. And then we get the news now that it's an official tear of the ligament. Yep. He's still feeling pain when he walks. He said that. The Yankees yeah. didn't come no. out and say that. Yeah. He, he, he said that. He came out and said it's torn, which if, I mean, if you want to get te- a really bad sprain is a partial tear, but they they obviously didn't want to say the word torn and and then judge came out and said it still feeling pain when he walks it's going to be a while it's going to we just have to i don't think it's a season ending injury but it's going to be a while i mean it, it, august is not off the table like missing the entire month of july is probably more likely than not and in that time period you have to be more flexible with how you use your best relievers and you have to play your guys stanton bader they need to play every day 
uh, even if they're nursing it, like we need them. So Bader, you know, getting the big hit and not playing in game one, you saw the dichotomy of what the team is without him and what the team is with him. So I, I think it's very important that he's in the lineup. I think he's a huge part of the team. And he came through with the big hit to give him a win in a series against, again, a first-place team with an excellent lineup and a good pitching staff and a pitcher in Avaldi who they don't score runs against in the past. I mean, you get down 3 nothing against Nathan Avaldi with Cole on the mound, you feel like this game isn't ours. And for them to come up and win a game, like I can't remember the last time since Judge went down where you felt they won a game that, that wasn't theirs. Maybe the Met game, that first Met game when they were down, but – Few and far between have the Yankees won a game where you really felt like this one's getting away from them, and then they put their foot in the ground and come back. So that was a huge win, huge series win, and we head into a, a bad Oakland team that they should continue to keep their foot on the pedal. Yeah, a couple other things. Uh, Bruce Bochy, right? Everybody talks about how great of a job he's doing, how good of a manager he is, a throwback manager. Did Aaron Boone outmanage him a couple times in this series? I thought he maybe. did. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to say it, but maybe. They didn't, they didn't win that first game. But when he pinch hit uh, Cabrera and then switched uh, with 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 Higgy, yep. I mean, if they win that game, then Boone is getting his flowers for those moves that happened that, right there. That that but was since they lost the game. No one spoke on it really. Of course, and Dun Dunning had gotten out of every rally. He, I, I was, I much, I, I preferred that matchup of Higgy against the left-hander. Who cares you burn Cabrera? Like, well, honestly, that's not a big deal. You sent him down twice in the last two Yeah, weeks. I mean, yeah. I don't care that Cabrera is not available from that point on. He got a matchup of Higashioka versus a lefty versus Dunning against uh, Trevino. It was – I thought he did a brilliant job with it. Absolutely. It was a good managerial move. And I thought he handled the bullpen the rest of the series really well. I thought Boone had a good series. I did too. Uh, you know, it's not the here nor there. But and I, he, I, he spoke to Josh Donaldson on Sunday. And yeah. I don't care that he was late to the media, whatever. I don't care what they say. All I care about right. is he took Josh Donaldson out of the lineup and it resulted in a series win. They won the two games that Josh Donaldson didn't sniff the field. Yep. Good Good for me. Also, Judge, talking about sniffing the field, um, photo day was Saturday. And after Judge said that he feels pain when he walks, he walked around the whole warning track and took selfies and pictures <laughs> That's with a good the point. Fan. That's a good point. I said it in my tell me something cool because I'm a, I'm a Yankees Twitter guy. I know all yeah. the Yankees Twitter kids. Yeah. I was invited to photo day, but I, I mean, now that I'm in the media, I'm not going to be. I, I used to go to photo day in like 2016, 2017. Now I think it'd be weird for me to be at photo day. They were talking about how popular Meredith is. I'm like, I'd probably have to take some pictures with people at media day or, or photo day. But I did like that judge gave the fans their time. He's a man of the people. He could have easily said. I'm not going out there. I remember 2017 was his rookie year where he burst on the scene. He was he was everything, and people right. were mobbing him. And I talked to one of my homies who does the security, and I was like, "Bro, they should have had him on a secure uh, on a on a scooter. Like you were doing security, you know, like ushering him a, around so that people didn't take more than like 30 seconds with him. But they shouldn't have had him on his feet. Like great minds think alike, Chris. I heard you on Carton Roberts say that um, August that first week that he would come back, and I put out yeah. a tweet. The night before saying, I think that as well. I don't think yeah. he'll come back for the Tampa series because, just to be honest with you, I think the division could be far gone yeah. by the time Impossible. August comes. Hopefully not, but yeah. Hopefully not, but I just think that, you know, uh, the Rays could be in a position where we're not it's, necessarily, it, like, trying to rush back, judge for the series against them. But the Astros, in the wild card hunt, we could bring him back against the Astros. And you mentioned it being – Aaron Judge 99 basketball jersey night. Yeah. For me, I mentioned <laughs> it being F Altuve night, which every night yeah. is F Altuve night. Right. If you remember, 
Altuve, Altuve stole that MVP from Judge. Judge yeah. originally congratulated him, then retracted the tweet. Yeah. I know they try to make it like there's no rivalry there. There's nothing there. I yeah. think Judge wants to play against the Astros yeah. in Yankee Stadium, and it'll be two months from the injury June 3rd when the Astros yeah. come here August 3rd. Yeah, that was part of my thinking, too, Just the because you're right. I, I'm hoping the division's not gone, but even if it's not gone, gone, it's much more likely that that series against the Astros is going to be more important uh, trying to hold on to the, the wild card. So I agree. And then even if it's not Altuve necessarily, and I agree with you that there is something there 100%, but even if it's not just Altuve, it's the Astros. It's the nemesis. It's the team that has knocked you know the Yankees out of the playoffs 15. I know Judge wasn't on the team, but 15, 17, three 19. Three ALCS last, is that Judge three, in. Correct. He's the reason they can't. He they're the reason he's not. He hasn't been to the World Series. So I mean, there's no doubt in my mind there's significance to that series. And it just it is also the two month. It's two months from the injury. That seems like a nice round number. Uh, I'm hoping he's back by then. I'll sign for that right now. I know that's maybe that's a little pessimistic. There's a chance it could be before then. I would sign for that right now. If another month, another month and a week here, and and a lot of the next two series are against bad teams. Yes. On the road, but bad teams against Oakland and St. Louis. If the Yankees can just figure out one more month, if someone can get hot, if you know, if Rizzo can carry them Stanton, for a week, and Stanton, if if Stanton can you know get hot and carry them for two weeks, if the pitching staff continues to pitch the way it is, just get through one more month. There's also the All Star break in between where you have a week pretty much off. Like just get through this month and get me to August and have Judge back and healthy and feeling good. And I like where the Yankees are. So that's kind of where I, I think it's going to be that August series against uh, Houston. That's that's the if he's if he's still not back by then, I'm going to be disappointed. But that's up until then. The Yankees have to figure out a way to just keep their heads above water. I think DJ is another guy we can look to, to contribute. He turned it on yeah. a little bit the last two games. Um, really, that Sunday game, he cracked one yeah. uh, in the gap with runners in scoring position. I joked on Twitter that, hey. Uh, this is a guy that's used to playing every day, being in the same spot in the lineup every day. They tell Josh Donaldson, you're going to sit these two games, and they play DJ at third, and yeah. they bat DJ. Like, maybe that helped DJ to know, hey, I'm – all right, they're going with me versus this rotation of me, Donaldson, or me and Glaber. How about your boy yeah. Glaber running? I was just going to say we didn't We, we didn't, didn't mention that, that yet. No. He, he did it in both series. Both and, like, I, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm not a baseball savant. I'm not the, the deepest uh, – you know, thinking baseball fan, but that stuff that, you know, your, your little boys play little league, yeah. that stuff that they teach your little boys about, Hey, that ball's hitting the air. <laughs> you got to know what to do on the base pass. It's... Stop looking, stop looking away from the play. And then they, I mean, it's this, both plays were so almost identical where they put the camera on him at third base. And he's like, what? He doesn't know what happened. Like, I mean, everybody in the stadium knows what happened. Oh. Everyone at home knows what happened. And you missed that. The the other one the the one in the Seattle I, I'm I'm not going to give him a break for it. it's a terrible play but at least the uh, Hernandez in right field was playing left was playing right center he the ball it was, was going to drop and I think thought, he didn't know how many outs there were I'm not sure about that but at least I he could kept I, when past second like I don't I know. know what he thought when the, when that ball was hit in the air I thought there was a lot of people including myself who thought it had a really good chance to drop this one against Texas uh, that's unacceptable the second baseman made the play. Easy, easy. Yeah. And you're standing that, on third looking at Luis Rojas. I couldn't. When Michael Kay said, oh, and he's going to turn that into a double play, <laughs> I wasn't sure what he meant because there's no way, there is no way that Glaber would do the same Again. thing in back-to-back -back series, right? There is no freaking way he would do that. So, I mean, 
it's uh, and again, uh, right? He only got one hit in the series, so he's but he's been kind of one of their better hitters. It's tough to bench him in the position they're in. No judge, offense struggling, but at some point you got to send the message that you have to have your he's defensively, offensively. I have no problem with him, but on the base path, defensively, he has these lapses of awareness. It's not even judgment; it's awareness, and that's unacceptable. And it's starting to really, I mean. And you got, I know it's under different circumstances and we don't know the circumstances. And if the Rays really feel like Franco's being a bad teammate, that might be different, but you've got Wanda, you've got Wanda Franco. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know everything that's going on. So maybe it's not the best example, but they got Wanda Franco. They signed this guy for 300 plus million and they're sitting him. Who's a terrific player. And they felt like a message needed to be sent and they benched him. I don't know if they feel that Glaber is that kind of, you know, uh, uh, what immature necessarily, but he cannot continue to play lackadaisical at second base and then just be unaware on the base paths. Those, those plays can't happen. No. And, and to, and back to back series, you can't make the same mistake twice within the you course of learned. five days. That means you don't care. It's part yeah. of your game. It's part of your baseball IQ or lack it's, thereof. It's part of your DNA on the field that you fall asleep at the wheel, and yeah. we can't give them outs without judge. We no. can't give anyone outs, even with No, judge. you're right, though. This is Major League Baseball. Yeah. These pitchers, you can't bail them out. Yeah. You can't. You cannot bail them out and give them two outs on a pop-up. I, I think he's trying to be aggressive because there's no judge, and they know they're not scoring runs, so he's trying to be aggressive. But – there's aggressive, and then there's just stupid. And I don't oh, want to call him yeah. stupid because I don't oh, think he's a stupid guy. But, it, but, but it's I mean, dumb. It's, it's stupid. It's, it's he's just, not stupid. But when you see that play, yeah. no, no matter who it is, whether it's Little League, high school, college, MLB, that's dumb. Look at the yeah. play. Look no, at the yeah. ball. You have to be – you can't be wrong. You can't just say, oh, that's going to land and take off if you're not 100% you gotta sure. Know. You got to know. It's 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 – and and the same type of play, that's what's really frustrating. It's one thing if it's something completely different. Uh, maybe I'd be just as upset. But the idea, I know this one was caught by the right field, the one was caught by the second baseman, but it's the same mistake. A ball that he thought was going to land, and he gets doubled off. Both times in back-to-back series. That's unacceptable. That he's shouldn't 26. happen. He's been around happen, for five seasons. Yeah. Um, it, it shouldn't happen twice in a year, let alone twice in a homestand. It can't happen. No, it's embarrassing. Hopefully he gets it, it together. They could sit him this first game tonight with Johnny Brito Maybe. against the Oakland A's. I don't think they will. They're going to keep his bat in the lineup. I could yeah. excuse some some mistakes from a rookie. I'll give yeah. Volpe some props for uh, you I know mean, being a they, part of the win on Sunday. And I know yeah. he's struggling, but he, yeah. he has been better since the whole chicken parm Austin Wells dinner. He has. Um, he's been taking a couple more walks. He, uh, he still had that big strikeout with a runner on third and less than two outs in that game. But – he comes through, uh, you know, got a hit later on, right? He got a double score to run. So, and he's been walking more, and it looks like his at bats are a little bit better. But no, you still need more improvement from him. But listen, they might say Glaber because right now, you know, Donaldson's going to play. They just had this thing, and, and they told you he's going to play. So I would expect Donaldson in the lineup tonight. And they could easily put LeMahieu at second base and DH Stanton and leave Glaber on the bench. Now, yep. it happens so much, and it's such a rotation that I don't know if you could call that a benching or if that would be anything like, we can if read into it. We can read into it, though, and whatever. I'll, if uh, I'll give him, if if he benches tonight, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and saying they're doing it to send a message. But something needs to be done because now it's too much. It's it, if it happens once, you know, twice a season, or you know, I don't know. But I mean, the play at second base 
a couple weeks back when he lets that ball just go by him and then not even go after it to move up, uh, have a runner move in the scoring position yeah. from blowing easy double plays when your pitcher is desperate for outs. Cavalier so, throws to Cavalier first throws base. to first base. Uh, and now twice in one homestand in back-to-back series being unaware uh, about a ball dropping in or being caught by a by a fielder is unacceptable. So yeah, Glaber's got a lot of you know things to work on. He really does. Uh, it's it's he's he he can be one of the most exciting and best players to watch, and then he just makes you want to pull your hair out. He's a very frustrating player. Not and a he, winning and, player, but he has literally won games, walked it off for the Yankees. But everybody, yeah, everybody's but never, him not I a mean, winning player. I, I think we're all at the point where we no longer, and this is before even the mental mistakes of this year, but he's never going to be what we thought he could have been. He's just, <laughs> Glaber is never going to be that guy who came up and in his second year hit 38 home runs and was was on the verge of becoming the next young superstar in baseball. It's uh, Ronald Acuna. He is not. He's, he right, will never. putting him in the conversation it, that's, with that's, Acuna. That was the, that was, yes. That was the conversation. He was in that conversation after 2019, and he'll never be in it again. And it's unfortunate. But we don't, the Yankees don't necessarily need him to be that. They just need him to be what he is and be aware and play the game with focus. Uh, let's, Let's just start with that. So it's very frustrating from Glaber. All right, to wrap this up, we'll look quickly right now. Yep. We're not going to talk about it. We don't have time. Chris has to go to do Carton and Roberts. But uh, we've yeah, got three, three against Oakland at the Oakland Coliseum. They have no fans. Yankee fans <laughs> should outnumber them. Uh, Johnny Brito will go tonight at 940. Herman tomorrow, 940. A 337 start with Clark Schmidt. And then, uh, you know, Bader, you know, we've got guys going back. Uh, Donaldson back to Oakland where he used to play. Bader returns to St. Louis. St. Louis has been one of the worst teams in baseball. We've got Seve going. Uh, First game, Cole. The second game, I think Johnny Brito for the last game. They should sweep these guys, but I'm not expecting that. Just take the series. Take two from Oakland. Take That's two it. I agree with you. From, from St. Louis, and I'll be content with that. Don't Keep lose winning. the series. Yeah, don't, get, no. don't get trapped. This is a trap week. Don't get trapped. Don't think it's sweet because these guys suck. They want yeah. to beat the Yankees. They know people are watching, and they're going to bring their A game. Um, you got to go in there and handle business. Can't give them outs. Can't strike out. Got to you know lock in and, and get wins without yeah. judge, and this is a week that if they do that, they'll come home and face the Baltimore Orioles. And if the, series, if the Orioles yeah. struggle this week, that series, they could possibly jump the Orioles. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. I, I get too far five, ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll have other podcasts between now and then, hopefully. But, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Five out of six would be great. You know, sweeping both is probably unrealistic. I'm not, I'm not looking. Just win. Just win these series. Get four out of six. Make sure that happens. Uh, play good baseball, you know, maybe score some runs, continue to pitch the way you've pitched, see another good start from Severino against St. Louis, start to really feel like that's being built up, uh, continue it with Clark Schmidt, maybe turn Herman around and, and have a decent start from him, score a couple runs, play good. I don't expect domination. You don't need it. I just want to keep winning. So, but they can't stub their toe. You understand? They can't lose one of these series. They can't come back playing 500 against these two teams. They need to be better than that. So, that's, uh, but I'm looking forward to it, and, and honestly, I expect them to. I really do. I expect the Yankees to continue to play well. I think Rizzo's turning it around. I expect Stanton to eventually start to turn it around, and I like where the pitching's at and the bullpen. You know, is and we haven't even talked. You, you might be getting Loisaga back in, in the near future. I mean, that's Ian a name. Even Ian Hamilton is around the corner. I mean, this bullpen is really good and deep. So between the pitching staff the best alone, bullpen in baseball, lowest ERA in baseball. And who knows what he's doing with these guys? I know we've questioned a lot of the moves, 
but it is what it is. They get the job. He has done them performing. And- you can't argue that. He has them performing. So go out there and win a couple series against a couple of bad teams. Come back home in a big for a big Baltimore series. I'm with you. So but let's start with Oakland. Get two out of three. Yes, sir. That's all we've got. BXB, Bronx Baseball Podcast with Keith McPherson and Chris McMonagle. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll be back in a couple days. Thanks, folks. See ya.